Blog Talk Radio. It cannot be emphasized strongly enough the beauty, purity, and perfection of who you really are. You are not your illness, your finances, or your loneliness. There's nothing wrong in your life that you don't have the power to correct, and you are unlimited in your ability to tap into that power. Welcome. I'm Janet Richmond, and this is the Higher Self Voice. Well, hello, everyone. (laughs) It's Wednesday, and it's a day I love, but not when there are technical difficulties. I am in Vermont. I'm in a very rural area. I have very good Wi-Fi, but for some reason, I could not connect either to the Skype option that they give you on Blog Talk or the Direct Connect, which is another option. So I am on my cell phone. (laughs) So. I really, I see my screen. I see Robin, you're here. I hope you can hear me. If you can't, please put, a, you know, the thing you want to talk to me. And if you don't put it, I'll know you can hear me. I will do my show anyway. I am not near, very near a plug. So I will have to stop. It's at 100% my phone and the battery, but I'll have to stop when the battery gets too low. So I don't know that I'll have time for the healing portion so it's a little bit it just is what it is we have to go with the flow it's a beautiful beautiful place I'm in but extremely rural rural, up a mountain oh wait a minute why how can I talk on the phone there is no cell service here I'm wondering but it shows that I'm on oh this is so weird there's no cell service here how am I on here oh gosh I can't imagine that I'm on. Robin, if you can hear okay. Robin, can you hear me? Can, can you hear me? Robin? I can hear you now, yes. Oh, good. Yeah, I, I can hear you loud and clear. Okay, Kev, there is no cell service here where I am at all. So I'm on Wi-Fi on my phone. I don't well, know how I'm doing it. I so don't weird. either, but I'll com- I can hear you loud and clear. If if you go off for some reason, I'll text you or put the star one on again, and or okay. Well, you know what? This, I can't. The stand wa- the star one won't show because it leaves your question mark oh. on here. It doesn't come off. So texting would be a great idea because I definitely get text here. I just don't know why I can, there's no cell service, not one bar, no nothing here. It's two or three miles up the mountain and there is nothing. I'm just, I don't know what's going on, but you know what? I'm just going to (laughs) go ahead and do my show. (laughs) I can hear loud and clear. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. All right. right. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Okay. You're welcome. Okay. Bye. Bye, lady. But Okay, so Robin can hear me. Thanks again, Robin. So I will just go ahead with the show. Now, this is a repeat. I'm redoing the show I did on May 3rd. It has to do with um, the, the, we're the source of our own authority. I meant to do the April 20th 
sixth show, but somehow I got confused, so I'm not doing it in the right order. Those were the two with prior technical difficulties that I did, and now I'm redoing them because they just weren't good. So anyway, I welcome everybody to Wednesday and my favorite day, as you all know, and luckily I've done the show long enough that I'm not too thrown by technical difficulties. In any case, I just wanted to let everybody know that um, I do have a new email. It's not brand new, but it's new-ish, and it's jvvmrichmond at gmail.com. You can contact me if you want a healing or you want any questions or something you want me to cover or any comments, anything. Again, jvvmrichmond at gmail.com. I just want to put that out there. Also, to let you guys know that if you want to hear these archive shows, you have so many options. You can go to my website, higherselfvoice.com. You can go to Blog Talk Radio. They're archived there and on my website. You can also go to the podcasts on your iPhone, your Samsung, or your Android. The iPhone, I believe, it comes on automatically. The Samsung, and Robin gave me this information, the Samsung and the uh, Android, Android, they, you have to download the app, I believe, and it's called CastBox, but it's free. And if you put into any one of them, Higher Self Voice Radio, you'll get my shows, I believe, from 2014 on. So you get a lot of shows. (laughs) You can take your pick. Anyway, right now, uh, I'm just going to go ahead and start. I do want to say, I'm going to start quickly because I don't know about my phone battery and if the there'll be problems with the service, but I do want to say that in this particular healing, Joan, which I do, I take this information from a group Joan Culpepper led on July 26, 1992. She does the amalgamation. She does not do the healing circle. She may have done it, but I don't have the transcription of it. So I will not be doing that portion. But as Robin texted me earlier, she wanted to put some people into the healing circle. And so I told her, you can go ahead and, you know, there is no healing circle today on the show, but you can do it yourself. You don't need to do it on the show. You just think, oh, about somebody or some people or a situation or a condition that you are unhappy with or you want to help in some way, you want to bring into a state of healing or balance or whatever it is, you can go ahead and activate the healing circle simply by thinking it, just by saying, oh, I want to place X, Y, or Z person into the circle or this situation in the town that's upsetting me. I want to place that in the circle uh, so you just do it. It's all, you know, it's going to be, it's man 24 seven and activates the energies we carry within guys. So that's, what's really interesting. You carry the healing circle with you. And now when I do the healings, the higher selves are giving a cocoon. I may have done it on the show. I honestly can't remember what I've done when, but the cocoon now is your own private healing circle. And it's really, you already carry it, but it's a way to bring to consciousness that we carry this healing energy within. So when they activate the cocoon, that's energy we're already carrying. 
And in the healing, it does certain functions, and I explain that in the healing portion. But anyway, you can do it whenever you wish, and it's a great tool. And even though I've never done it much in my work that I've presented in the past, I use it myself a lot. And please, I don't know why I don't do the healing circle, only because, or haven't before I started reading Joan's material, you know, to you, quoting the higher self things her higher self material, um, probably because there's so much material that the higher selves bring in. And, you know, we just, we just have, I just have to make choices. And so it, but it doesn't mean that I don't use it. The way I use it most often is I'm driving along and I pass homeless or a ambulance or a car accident or uh, that kind of thing. Sometimes when I'm watching the news, I just put in all of the conditions or the people that I see in the news or I see on the streets. I do use it for my own stuff as well, but probably not as much because I'll go in and tackle it in my bigger, grander, you know, more expanded way that I do. But it's usually for situations and conditions that I use it for that just pop up all over the time, to- all over time, you know. Uh, every all all day long. Okay. So this particular session that Joan did is it's a lot of meat, guys, and I do try to explain it as best I can. And Joan even comes in a couple times to explain it. So I actually read her comments in this. And if you have any questions, don't forget you can email me. Or call in. I didn't give the call-in number. Um, But right now, I don't know about the call-in number today. But I'll give it out if you want to write it down for another time. 646-668-8565. Okay. So now we have this group. I'm uh, just warning you. (laughs) It is, in some places, very meaty, and there is even one place I'm not 100% sure what they mean, and I'll tell you that I'm not 100% sure, but the rest of it is, and and some of you may understand, and if you do get it, then please let me know. I let you know what I think it means, but I could be off. Anyway, so let me just begin. Oh, I do want to mention in the amalgamation, the higher self, or Joan uses the term at oneness. Now, this was in 1992, I don't remember her using it before this particular group that she led. And I started using it oneness related to the originating source maybe two, three, four, five months ago. I don't remember. So at least we're on the same page. Of course, it took me a long time to get to that concept but I just want to mention it, that it is here, and I'm sure I heard it back then, but I didn't remember because it's not something that she used on a regular basis. So I'm just mentioning that. Anyway, higher self. No, this is Joan bringing us and amalgamating us. Focus on the light, symbolic of our pure soul essence. When we stand centered in the light, as the light, we carry our highest point of power, purity, perfection, and authority. We are at one and connected to the totality of all life and all levels, including the originating source of all energy. It is, with, 
It is in this manner that we source all life, and all life sources us. Let us move deeper into this light within, remembering that this light is our highest point of at-oneness. With this light, we are the perfection and the reflection of all that originating source was, is, and is becoming. There is power of a positive nature within this light. There is unity within this light. There is divine love, loving unconditionally all life within this light. Within this light, we are all that we are, manifesting in the here and in the now. Let us take a few moments and allow that light to grow until you are centered within it. As we center within the light, let us amalgamate with and become that light. As we become the light, let's experience our power, our purity, our perfection, and our authority. Let us know that it is ours now and for all future time. As light, I ask now that we be taken into the originating source of all energy. And from this level, we be amalgamated with the totality of all of our higher selves and with any soul aspects we carry at any level or in any dimension so that we stand united and whole throughout the session. I now ask that we blend as one, that each of us receives the information as pure and perfect instruments, that we understand this information, that we utilize this information, that we take this information out to others in accordance with our divine plan and in accordance with the divine plan of others. Stand within this session completely united and whole. Higher selves, it's important for us to know at this point in time that the frequency shift that is occurring and that is taking all life into what could be viewed symbolically as a higher rate of speed is that vibration that ultimately will bring balance and harmony to this planet. What we must understand is that the frequency shift, symbolically speaking, goes ahead and all life in all levels moves behind it. Until such time, all life can catch up to this new shift in energy. It's important, however, to understand as we look upon our planet that it's best not to automatically assume that the divine love, of concept, the divine love concept of evolution will somehow now miraculously play itself out overnight. In the process of cleaning and purifying in the body and in the soul mind, you recall that there are many souls processing at many different rates of speed on this planet, and each soul processes this frequency, frequency shift to the degree that that soul is able to comprehend and understand it. It's important also for each of you to understand that within this frequency shift, you are moving at a higher rate of speed then the true humans are moving, not because you are an elitist group chosen to be thus, but simply because you are a volunteer pattern to be present on this planet at this point in time to demonstrate to the others this process of cleaning, purifying, and transformation. 
Because you're running at a higher rate of speed, the pattern you carry as residue in your facade sole will bubble to the surface far more quickly and in much more intense manner than it has been the case in the past. Each of you has at one level or another experienced this and has been confused by this. So we recommend you be empathetic with those souls that are running at a lesser rate of speed who do not understand why their world has been taken into a state of chaos. Ultimately, this divine love concept of evolution will demonstrate the power the individual has within his or her own light. Janet. Now, this next part may sound upsetting or a bit judgmental at first, but I just recommend that you let the higher selves explain because it makes a lot of sense. Higher selves. You carry a facade soul, and inherent in facade soul, souls is the herd mentality. The herd mentality plays itself out in different levels in an attempt to seek a place within which, quote, I can be myself. And in this herd mentality, the soul pattern many times seeks the group that will let it express as a sheep rather than a shepherd. And it's important at this point in time to understand that stream of energy. For as this frequency shift continues to become more and more operational within the physical experiences of each of you, this energy will dredge up many of the unremembered experiences as they pertain to the older philosophical patterns in which each of you were operational as quote unquote sheep out of necessity. In this respect, you should keep consistently and consciously within the mind. Strike that. In this respect, what each of you should keep consistently and consciously within the mind is that you are the source of your own authority. This doesn't mean that you are disavowing the originating source. It simply means that you are recognizing that within yourself, as that vehicle of originating source energy, you carry within you at a de-intensified vibration the ability to be all that originating source was, is, and is becoming. Okay, Janet. The higher selves don't explain exactly, but what they mean is that in so many cultures that we've lived in over the eons of time, in order to fit into the modality into one modality or some spiritual pattern, we would become one of the flock, so to speak, even if we rose to a leadership position. Because in those societies, if we didn't go along with the authorities' belief systems, we often would or could be exiled, killed uh, as a heretic, whatever. And often our purpose to be in those groups was to bring expansion in some way to the concepts and beliefs that were held in those groups. To do it, we would be, quote, unquote, sheep, as it was easier often to bring ideas, new ideas, expanded ideas from within because they would be more apt to be accepted from someone inside the group as opposed to coming from someone outside the group. But now it's the time for us to shift our focus from being sheep and followers to the knowing that we are 
our own authority, higher selves. In the pattern of quote-unquote God worship, there are many gods that are worshipped consciously in many instances, but very unconsciously in other instances. The souls upon this planet look to different sources to quote-unquote make things right, to put it all together, to move it along. For instance, the political pattern is a good example of how gods, in quote, are worshipped unconsciously. Souls centered within their own beliefs that authority and a salvation come from external sources can be looking to government to do whatever they think government should do. Now, of course, this is Janet, just quick It's government on any planet in every form at any point in time. Therefore, as far as the politician is concerned, you could say that different types of people are, quote, unquote, worshiping the politicians as the God in their lives, for the politicians are the ones who are supposed to tell them what to do, tell them how to do it, and then provide for them the means to carry it out. So, it's important that each of you begin to attempt within your own pattern to expand your perception and remove yourself from the pathway along which the norm has taken you as far as the perceptions are concerned. You each will move through this to the other side, but in this frequency shift, it becomes extremely important to understand that it's easier for you if you begin to stand within the center of a given belief and view it from every angle before you move beyond that belief. Those who are familiar with our work from the beginning will remember in the initial sessions that we carried out and attempted to introduce concepts that would lead fifth dimensionals into a pattern of feeling completely at ease without the need to seek and search and to find a confined boundary within which to operate. We attempted to prepare those individuals with the idea that the evolutionary momentum, which of course was already in the process of building, would create what appeared to the outward eye as patterns of chaos and that this would grow and become more in the energies processed. Janet. And the higher selves schooled us well. It was clear from the beginning to me that information, exercises, energies they discussed, shared, and encouraged us to use were never presented as truth. We were to use it however we felt to use it, and we were not supposed to believe or disbelieve, and we were to connect within ourselves to discern and figure out what worked for us and what didn't. Their material was never presented as something that we were required to follow and nothing else. It was instead something to incorporate into the life pattern as you saw fit. No either or, no right and wrong. In other words, quote, no confined boundary within which to operate. Okay, yourself. As the authority in your own life, you can live in a state of perfection while chaos goes on around you. It's because this concept has not been fully activated within the facade soul. 
it's difficult to know that you truly are that provider. You truly that healer. You truly are in that state of perfection. As this frequency shift continues, those emotional blueprinting residues that you hold will become more and more operational. It is that emotional blueprinting you will recall that carries the totality. This is, this is Janet. This is the scary part, guys. The totality of all the emotional attachments that you've held for any given experience and how you've responded to that experience over the course of your voluntary journey. The fastest, most efficient way for you to lay claim to the power, the power of originating source that each of you holds in the pure soul essence, is through understanding those emotional blueprints and the manner in which they are processed. They are the vehicles that can and have in the past become, quote unquote, the gods in your life. Joan, Joan is now coming in to give some explanation. What they are saying is one, part of the package that you guys are into right now is becoming the authority in your own life. Not knowing it intellectually, but knowing it in your emotional nature. And two, we have to be very careful about how we perceive the outer reality in our own lives and as it pertains to the world at large, so that we don't take the focus of attention off our own source of inner power and turn some outer source into the God in our lives. Higher self. The emotional blueprint carries within it the energy of whatever a certain experience was and how you experienced it. The blueprint then seeks to find exactly that which is like what has created that emotional response in the first place. This energy is highly creative when it's within its own right. So the pattern becomes one, as we well know, of seeking a target. I feel this, quote, I feel this way, and you're standing there, so you either push my button or said or did something that caused me to respond this way, and now you are my target, unquote. It is that energy at the emotional level that assists the facade soul in recreating over and over the karmic past. Joan, you all know karma is a habit. It does not have to be part of the package because if it does or if it is, then karma becomes the God in your life. By yourself. So this emotional process Strike that. So this emotional processing power of creation is being carried out, but it's being carried out often at a negative level based on facade soul's misunderstandings. In that process, by targeting and attaching the active emotions onto individuals, situations, or conditions, the emotional blueprints then play the role of creating negative gods in our own lives. If we can become consciously aware of our emotional purity, strike R, of emotional purity, which is divinely, divine love, divinely loving itself properly, if we can become conscious of the fact 
that the button you carry emotionally activates in the now of this reality the emotions pertaining to the button that was created in the past, then in that emotional pure moment, you stand in the center between the event that activates the emotion and pushes the blueprint button and the emotion that the emotion which created the need to attach. Okay, this is Janet. This is the this is the sentence that's very hard for me to get to explain to you because I don't fully get it. It requires a lot of brain stretching and honestly, much as I've stretched my brain, I still have a hard time with this. So if anybody gets it, please let me know. I, I'm gonna offer you the best explanation of that. I wanna just repeat this definition they gave of an emotionally pure moment. In that, then in that emotionally pure moment, you stand in the center between the event that activates the emotion by pushing the blueprint button and the emotion which created the need to attach. To simplify this, okay, the purity of the now seems to be the standing between the event and the response. Okay, the event is triggering the emotional blueprint, which is the response to the event that we already have in place. So the emotionally pure member, emotionally pure moment is standing between the event and the emotional release. I think by being in the center of the now, the emotion would be activated, but we don't fall into the emotionalizing where we then attach the emotion to whatever has triggered the button. That's my theory. Um, So that's the best I can do with that. I had another theory, and then I discounted it. Uh, I was rereading this just before the show, and I remember when I did it before, I came up, I can't remember at the time I came up with something, and this time I'm interpreting it differently. I have not gone in and really checked it out with the higher self. In any case, the message is clear. The emotionally pure moment doesn't involve emotionalizing. So it's somewhere between, it feels almost like the eye of the hurricane where the winds of the hurricane are creating tremendous amount of storms. We're in the storm, but we aren't of the storm. The correct way to say it? We're, we're in it. We're standing in the, the, the eye of the hurricane. It's all around us, but we aren't part of those winds. We're able to keep ourselves separate. So that's the emotionally pure moment. Okay. I did the best I could, guys. Higher self. We have encouraged each one of you and have explained that these emotional blueprints must be processed without seeking a target. In order to do that, we've suggested that each individual see themselves as a fountain and see the emotion processing as water out of the top of the head and disappearing into thin air, allowing that water to continue until all the feeling and sensation of that particular moment is gone. In doing this, you are taking your first step toward that place of being that individual who is in control of your light. 
When financial considerations present themselves, as they do to everyone, it's important to stand back and allow the emotions that you are processing about those financial patterns to process out the top of the head instead of being focused on your checkbook where a God is created and that God carries the vibration of poverty. It's important to understand that in order to be that healer of yourself. No matter what condition is transpiring within the physical body, allow any emotion that is triggered to process out as that water that dissipates. Any condition in your life that is not processing or moving forward in a positive and healthy vibration is a situation and condition that is being played out in the here and now but has no basis in fact for the here and now as it was created has no basis in fact for the here and now was created out of the misunderstandings of the facade soul in the past. This doesn't mean you should take blame. All of you carry a tremendous amount of self-blame from the past for what you believe or didn't believe about your ability to own your own power. Information is imparted simply so you can understand that you are united and whole and complete within yourself. By processing from a different perspective, you move off the idea that, quote, This is happening to me, and I haven't done anything to cause this to happen to me, so it can't be anything I can control or do, unquote. So we recommend you take your attitude or perspective off that to remove that from your consciousness so that you can stand and look at your life and see these areas in your life where you'd like a more positive vibration to occur to understand and to take responsibility for that and to have the idea that, quote, somewhere in time and space, for whatever reason, my facade soul misunderstood and this today is the end result of that. It's important for you as you continue to move through the frequency shift, you are going to be, as, because you are going to be giving, given more and more opportunities to confront these patterns as that remain in residue. Joan, I just want to tell you that one time a higher self referred to these patterns as, quote, the demons of the mind, unquote, not because of any insanity type of way, but simply that they were demons and they needed to be removed because they had no place in the mind. And so Janet now I want to clarify Joan because they often talked about these emotional issues as demons of the mind, <clears throat> but it simply meant toxins in the mind. And I've given this story before in the show, but it really bears repeating. Uh, very, very early on to illustrate toxins of the mind, demons of the mind, what are they? why we need to let them go and not have them become quote-unquote gods in our lives. My very first reading with Joan Culpepper in 1983, I asked at the end of the reading about this chronic anxiety that I've had my whole life. And I just 
carried it with me all day long, every day. I didn't have anxiety reactions or attacks, panic attacks or anything like that. It was just chronic anxiety all the time. And they said, when we eat something that's toxic, something rotten or whatever, our body reacts often with diarrhea and the toxin is released. We never think about holding on to that diarrhea ever. But when we have any kind of emotional toxin, anxiety is simply one of many. There's, you know, fear and shame and guilt and anger. I mean, any kind of emotional toxin. We don't know and we haven't known just to let it go. Instead, we analyze, we target, we blame, we attach to people, places, and things, ourselves. And what we really need to do is just let it go out into the light. But we didn't understand the very simple process, so we just continue to replay, reprocess, and empower and emphasize and grow those emotional blueprints that were triggered that set this emotional state off. And they all became, quote-unquote, gods in our lives, our self-identities, our traumas, our dramas, and it's part of the human condition. It's not, we're not alone, guys. We've all, this is, this is everybody, because we didn't know. We've done it over and over again. But now the higher selves are saying it's time to move forward. And we have the evolutionary thrust as wind at our backs to help. They are encouraging us to move forward. Let these emotional issues go. Whenever we have the blueprint triggered, let it go. Now, they use the the water analogy. I find water looks too peaceful and calm and beautiful. I see it as dark, shadowy kind of energy. You've heard me say that, dark in some way. And it moves into the light and is trans. it is uh, neutralized and uh, taken in and becomes the light. But whatever image you use, and you can use whatever image you wish, whatever works for you, that's really the way we need to do it to become our own authority because the emotionalizing takes us completely off the, the now. Now, these emotionalizing, these patterns also create those perspectives in our life, whether it's the herd mentality, whether it's any kind of perspective like the government, for example, is going to do everything for us and then we get mad when our lives don't go right and it's the government's fault or whatever. We are very, very good at blaming and targeting and attaching in many, many different manners and we're not alone. Everyone does it. But I want to explain a couple of things. Wait a minute. I do want to have an addendum to the anxiety example. Uh, I haven't finished the anxiety example, actually. The, I'm sorry, I'm just a little bit, I'm just not as calm as I normally would be because I had all those techno difficulties, but I'm in the flow, so we're going to go for it. But the anxiety issue was, the higher selves explain that we do let go. Now, the oh, this is the addendum. I think I've explained this before. When I left Jones that day and went out, got in the car, there was the anxiety all there. So I thought, oh, I'm just going to try the exercise. What did I have to lose? I was a complete newbie. I didn't know anything. And within a few minutes, two or three minutes, the anxiety lifted. 
but it came back several more times in the day, but I just kept doing the exercise. The next day, same thing. The next day, the same thing. Just whenever it came back, I did the exercise. Now, I, I'm telling you, and this is the honest-to-God truth, within five days, I didn't have any more chronic anxiety. And what came to me very, very recently, literally within the last few weeks, and I have shared it, I believe, on the radio before, I'm not sure, was why was it so easy for me to let go of? And I'm going to tell you why. I didn't have anything to target and attach it to. It was general anxiety. I, there was no one to blame. There was no situation or condition. I just carried anxiety all day long. So it was easy in this particular case for me to let it go. I didn't have to fight the tendency that we all have to target and attach and to blame. And that just came to me a few weeks ago, whenever it was. And I think that's a really important addendum to share with you guys because it shows how attaching and blaming and targeting really work against us. When we're not doing that, we let go of these emotional things really easy. I mean, it was five days, maybe four, maybe six but it was so quick, and it doesn't mean I never felt anxiety ever again, but it'd be once in a blue moon when something really anxiety potentially could give me anxiety, a real something, then I would have it. Of course, I know now to, not to attach that either, but I was really lucky. I got an example right off the bat of not targeting, not attaching, not moving into the emotionalizing intellectually thought, oh, I'm feeling that anxiety, I'm letting it go. And it just was unbelievable. Three decades of my life, I was anxious, and it was like, oh, my God, my God, it's gone. (laughs) It changed my life overnight. So you know why I then started every go to go to every class and, and workshop that Joan had. Anyway, so the, um, That's my story, okay, and I'm sticking to it. Now, Joan continues to comment at this point. She says, so as this frequency shift continues and as these energies process and as you become more intensified in the cleansing and purifying and move into a cleaner space, there is another condition that will occur that can be unsettling. It's like this process is going to take the mask off. We're all familiar with the mask, the mask being what's been real to us up to this point in time, whether or not it's been good. As these patterns process and as bits and pieces of this residue is processed and cleansed and purified, it's like we're going to experience in the facade soul. They've mentioned this before in some readings, and that's the best description I'm able to come up with. So there are facets within the facade soul because they're quote-unquote blank. We'll be unfamiliar with them. In fact, the unfamiliarity will feel alien to ourselves sometimes or, lit, or literally we can, we'll look at life and see, oh, it's a blank spot. I don't understand this. Why am I not reacting to this? That too can create other processes of emotional blueprinting. 
even though you've never experienced this pattern before as far as having blank spots in the facade soul, you have experienced in this life, you have experienced in many of your previous lifetimes the sensation of the higher levels of energy or the frequencies shifts have occurred throughout time. Janet, okay, by blank spots, what she's meaning is that what Joan is meaning, there are parts of ourselves that we don't have a label for or a self-identity for. And we, we discover these blank spots when we've removed enough of the layers or enough of the residues, suddenly when there's nothing there to be triggered off, it's like, wait a minute, what is that? How do I feel about it? I don't get it. And it can be very confusing. Um, but it simply means in that area we have let go of the confining and limiting belief systems and the emotional blueprints. And I actually know someone who's going through the cleansing of these things so fast that he has, I've heard after the fact that he came upon these blank spots and really scared him because something would happen and he had no emotional reaction whatsoever and it was something that he couldn't understand. He didn't call it a blank spot, but I recognized it uh, from, you know, from his description and it, he had no, he didn't have the knowledge of what the higher self and what Joan has been share, sharing with us. So he absolutely, um, he was really very scared about it. And I've since shared with him that information. So, and, and he's processed past that and he now is, you know, it doesn't come up as scary for him. But when he started getting it, it was very scary. Okay, higher self time. These energies will take you into higher levels of your power, your own authority, and your own beingness. Turn inward to your positive power at any point in time that you are looking outward to what you would perceive as a negative vibration. In this process, you will also release and let go of much of that input that you carry as a misunderstanding. You will reach the point of divinely loving yourself. You are, along with others, the agent that will carry to this planet the divine love concept of evolution. You're in process at this point in time of being able, through this processing, to begin more easily to love the self unconditionally and therefore to be able to love all life unconditionally. Be very aware at all times of your perceptions. Become conscious often how often your perceptions play out because they because how they play out is doing so because of the habits of lifetimes. Get into the center of any situation and move completely in a circle, seeing different sides of the same question or the same event. This is an exercise that each of you can adopt that will help you become more extended in your perceptions about the outer reality. Choose one situation or condition that you be, believe very strongly about. You have your own notion, your own feeling, your own input based on what you've received from others who have similar viewpoints. Stand within the center of that belief 
and attempt to see the many different sides to that belief. In this way, you will free yourself. For as many of you know, there is no truth, for truth is constantly evolving. Understand and turn loose the truth that were held at any level. Janet, okay. I want to just briefly discuss this standing in the center of a belief or an experience or an event and looking at the all the sides. And I think many of you understand this at some level. Many of you do this without realizing. And I'll give you a really simple ex, ex, example. Um, I think I've mentioned that when I was a child, sitting around the dinner table, members of my family would often criticize people that I knew, neighbors or other family members or just friends or whatever. And I often had a really hard time with it. I would never say anything. You know, I was terribly shy and didn't speak up anyway. And I would just kept thinking, oh, you know, maybe the reason they did whatever they did that was upsetting to whomever was talking was for a reason we don't know or understand. And it was my 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 concepts at the time were very basic and very simple, you know, like, well, why did the neighbor park on the street instead of in their driveway or in their garage? I mean, some silly thing, and you know that they my neighbors might be criticized for, and I when thinking, well, there maybe have been a real reason for that, but we just don't know it, and so I had developed out of childhood, which I'm sure is related to that fifth dimensional part of me, this idea that things aren't one-sided, that there are other perspectives. And here's another example. There's somebody I'm getting to know here in Vermont. I don't know her very well, but I've come to know know her and, and interact with her in different ways here, different times. And I've noticed that she has a very deep belief system that pretty much all authority and everybody and, and many people, if not everyone, is, you know, out for themselves. She sees the world as being greedy or, you know, irresponsible perhaps or stupid or um, just out for their own good, that kind of thing. And she interprets things in her life and she'll say things to me well such and such happened and she would immediately have a conclusion about that person or or whatever that is she sees it as very negative and so um the couple three times because i don't know the people she's talking about often i don't know the situations but i'll stand back and just say oh well that's interesting but maybe you did you think about it in this way or that way so, for example, she said she's in her work situation. She's she she works, you know. Anyway, she's an independent person, and she gets these various projects and jobs. And one twice in the last year, she was told she wasn't going to be working on a certain thing a certain, on the weekend, and somebody would be replacing her on the weekend. And those weekends there was a particular, oh, it's just so hard to explain. I have to be really careful. I don't need to give details, you know, because I want to maintain privacy. 
But in any case, she made the conclusion that she was specifically being excluded from working on the weekend and somebody was hired in her place because the thing that was happening on the weekend, they didn't want her to know anything about or get to know the people involved or whatever it is. And she she came to the conclusion that somebody was really kind of out to get her and they were, you know, whatever. It's, I'm sorry to be so vague, guys. But here's – so I didn't – I knew that the person that was replacing her on the the weekend, you know, times was someone that everybody cared about and loved. And I said, well, maybe she's just there on the weekend because they wanted to give her some time. They wanted to give her a chance to work because it's the kind of thing where several people share. And she said, oh, yeah, everybody loves her, but why is on the weekend? There's something really pointedly you know, uh, being done, I'm always excluded for the weekend shifts. And she says, it, it is what it is. I don't mind. And I'm happy this person had the the work instead of, you know, me, because I really care about her and she's really good. But I, you know, there's some reason why I'm being excluded. I said, oh, you know, okay. But I, I can't remember what else I said. And anyway, she came back to me later and she went, wait a minute, you just got me thinking about it. And I know that that person that's replaced me on the weekend, she's busy during the week. She said it had nothing to do with me. It was because they wanted to give her work. She only had the option to work on the weekend. So she and herself came to a new conclusion. And the same kind of thing happened a couple, three times. Um, Something happened with her daughter. She had something treated with from a GP and it turned out that it was you know it was more serious and so she said oh well the GP shouldn't have done this and now he's made it more serious and more complex and it's all his fault you know and all of that and and I said but you know in my experience that's what even if she'd gone to the expert that's what the expert would have done and then when they discovered it was something more problematic they would have continued to do something more uh more invasive, say. So anyway, and she goes, oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that that's even what the specialist would do. So we can be locked into our belief systems, and we interpret based on the belief systems. So it made her feel a heck of a lot better. She didn't want to attack. Her intention was not to feel that the GP or anybody else is, a bad person, but that was her perspective. She sees, that's how she sees the world. She, she, like all of us, we all have our beliefs, and that happens to be her perspective. And, but the interesting thing is, I just see her, she's actually open to other perspectives. And when we have a more expanded conversation about something, she shifts. And this is one thing we can, I think we, uh, we understand, I'm talking to the choir here, and I think, you know, as long as we don't say, oh, you're wrong, and sort of hammer something down, but because I don't even know what the real situation is, I just naturally just offer her a different perspective. I don't force it down her throat, and I don't say, oh, I'm right and you're wrong. I just say, oh, well, you know, maybe, you know, and I just, tentatively tiptoe around a suggestion and she takes it in because it's offered in a way that doesn't hammer, you know, you know, the higher self have said it's the way we give the message, you know, 
Uh, it's not about right and wrong. It's just offering another way to look at things, other choices, other ways to think about things, other ways to perceive things. And this is what's happening. And it's, I, I don't, you know, I don't really get so many opportunities like this. And we've become really good friends, even though we're not together that much. But um, it's just you accept somebody else's perspectives and beliefs. You respect them. You offer additional ideas and concepts, but not in a I'm right in your wrong way. And, you know, it creates bonds, not walls. So anyway, I've taken a lot of time up with that, but I had to tell you. Okay. Now I have to continue so I have to get back to where I was. Okay. Higher self. You are experienced beings. You've already done this when you were truly human. The only reason you have to do it again is because you agreed to play out the human process. The human soul must reach that state of divinely loving itself, of merging the masculine-feminine aspect into that androgynous oneness as facade human. Play the role of human. You are here in order to demonstrate by first moving on that pathway toward the process of divinely loving yourself properly and to being the source of your own authority. Okay, so I seem to be fine. It's still connected. I haven't gotten a text from Robin saying that the connection is bad. I still have no clue why I am able to do this on the phone. But in any case, I think I will do the exercise. I seem to have plenty of more battery left on my phone. So that's a good thing. Now, I'm not sure exactly what I'm going to do for the exercise. The higher selves in this, they talked about the political situation, making the politicians and the government our gods, in quotes. So I thought maybe, I know in the last one I did do a healing around the political situation as the microcosm for what else, what goes on all over the globe. The details are different, but the scenarios are the same. It's living out of that either or where there's um, great conflict in uh, walls instead of bonds, bonding and reaching out across the aisle. And so the higher self talked about standing in the center of between belief and disbelief. And as you know, I really don't discuss politics on the radio. It's not because I'm ill-informed. It's because it isn't about belief and disbelief, as we've already talked about. The importance is to stand between and create that, stand in that neutral space, that now space where we can be most effective, where we can keep accessing the higher and higher levels of truth and perspective. And because every time we lock into a truth, we lock out tomorrow's expansion. And we don't want that. We want that helicopter viewpoint. And I'm probably a broken record about it, but it is really important. And you know, I've given this analogy. I'm going to expand it today. I so I want to just review the analogy I've used often, and that's and it's in my books. 
that's the analogy where if you're in the helicopter, strike that. I'm going to start. If you are in your car and you get on the freeway and you're going 20 miles down the road and the freeway is open and running and everything is great, you think, oh, great, I'm getting there in 20 minutes, I'll be fine, I'm, I'll make my meeting, I'll, whatever it is you're doing. Then, But what you don't see that the helicopter pilot sees because it has that higher perspective is that 10 or 15 or miles down the road, there is a gigantic pileup that just happened. And the pa- traffic, it's blocking all the lanes and the traffic is backing up. The helicopter pilot sees the, the journey, where the other, the alternative roads are that you could take, understands the, you know, the weight and all of that. We don't have that. So we come upon the fi- pileup and we're like freaked out you know, anxious or angry or frustrated or whatever it is because we're missing this, we're missing that, we're trying to phone, we're trying to this, and we get caught up with the emotionalizing. And we miss the opportunity to just let that whatever is let go into the light. We get caught up in the emotionalizing, right, guys? I think you all know that. Even if you don't live in L.A., you all understand what traffic and accidents and road rage and all that is. So anyway, we get caught up on all of that. And even though it seems like this situation is out of our control, right? We did nothing to control it. We can, we have actually created it in our lives in that moment of time because the blueprint is out there working to recreate it all and bring in all the situations and conditions that will empower it. So instead of getting frustrated and angry, let's just let all of that go into the light, okay? I'm getting a little off track here because I want to emphasize that. The, the other aspect is this. What we want to do is we want to raise ourselves to that helicopter perspective. Now, the actual helicopter pilot, he's been trained. Okay, now... He's seeing a pileup. I'm just making the story up, but you know this is true. He's been in huge pileups himself. He's lost family members. He's lost friends. He's had devastating circumstances because of traffic pileups, but he's been trained to stay objective because he has a job to do. He has the job to notify the authorities, direct the emergency teams, direct the police, direct whoever needs to be directed, give information to those people on the road, to be the eyes in the sky. And if he is emotionalizing and moving into the horror because the year before he actually lost his wife in a pileup, or I'm just making this up, but you see what I'm saying, he might leave the job follow the emotionalizing and go land nearby and get involved with the emergency teams, which he's not trained for. I mean, I'm not saying he would do that. I'm just saying, who knows when you get carried away with the emotionalizing, you cannot be the professional that he would need to be. So, but for us, when we let go of our emotional issues, when we let go of, and instead of emotionalizing and, moving into those winds of the hurricane 
and, and moving out of that I and being neutral and quiet and just letting the emotion go into the light, we can't do our jobs. Because what are we doing in those cases? We're blaming. We're angry, attacking. We've created all sorts of uh, limited perspectives. We are empowering all of those things that we want to let go of. So we are trained like a helicopter pilot, but the higher selves are literally helping us let go of all of this stuff. They're giving us the techniques, the tools, so that we can actually do it for ourselves. We can move into and stay more consistently in that neutral spot where we can be more effective, where we can actually help others. And isn't that the point? And help ourselves, of course. We're helping ourselves, of course. That is, you know, the first thing we're doing. The the emergency response teams, they have to help them they have to make sure they stay safe because if they're not safe and they get hurt or injured or killed they can't help anyone else so yes we're helping ourselves first but we the purpose the mission the goal the the thing we all volunteer for guys is to help others and so that's what we're headed for okay so the political situation, so to get back to it, we am getting off the track today. To get back to it, we are, I used last time I did the show on May 3rd, I used the actual situation, the political situation here in this country. It doesn't matter what side you are. We all are aware of the great polarities, the great conflict, and people are just entrenched in their own belief systems, their own perspectives, and it just is highly charged and not very much gets accomplished or done and all of that. So it is a difficult situation. And I've talked about it in the past where we all, it gives each individual choices of how they're going to process what's going on. Anyway, it's, that's a whole other story. But these kind of polar conflicts, again, are all over the globe. The details are different, but they're all over the place. So I did last time a healing, and I don't even know if it came out on the show. I've taken the shows off Blog Talk Radio, or I think my son has, so that it's not confused with the ones that I'm redoing. Um, but I, I did the healing on the political dynamic, the either or, or and, and because the higher self had talked about the politics and the government being our gods, you know, that they, we do expect, uh, you know, we've lost our job. It's in a poor economy and we all are just waiting for the economy to get better. And, and we're waiting for the government to do whatever it should do in order to make the com- the economy better. And so this is the kind of thing we all fall into. It's so common. So I did do it last time. I don't know what the higher self are going to do this time. I really don't know. But let me just say a quote. I want to quote what the higher self said about the exercise, and then we'll move into that. I'm just going to see where they take us. I have 51 minutes left, and I have plenty of battery in my phone. Okay. Quote, be very aware at all times of your perceptions. Become conscious of how often your perceptions play out because how those play out has been 
created from habits of lifetimes. Get into the center of any situation and move completely in a circle, seeing the different sides to the same question. This is an exercise that each of you can adopt that will help you become more extended in your perceptions about the outer reality. Now, this in a nutshell, that's the end of the quote, by the way. This in a nutshell is what I do in the healings. I go in and I look at all the different aspects of the soul's journey or a soul's journey or multiple soul's journey uh, to find all you know, different pieces of why the outer reality is what it is today, where the prob- you know, whatever the problem is or the difficulties. You've heard me do it many times on the show. It's because there isn't one reason, one cause, one thing at fault to blame. It's complicated. And so that's why the higher self is saying, look at all the different aspects. It's if you're not getting higher self information, we still can look at all the aspects within this life, just like I did with this gal that I'm getting to know. You know, well, maybe they just want to give her a chance to work. And then, of course, she came up on her own and realized, oh, wait a minute, she's busy during the week, so she can't do weekends. So, you know, sometimes when you just offer different viewpoints, different, you know, in the everyday mundane world, it helps. You don't need to get higher self complicated causal information we can look at all the different sides in any case whether we get whether we're getting that kind of soul information or not so this is just you know i'll tell you what is kind of awkward is i'm holding onto the phone as i do this i never hold onto the phone because i'm normally on skype and even when i have to once in a blue moon use my house phone I have it on speaker. So this is what's a bit awkward for me. I know that sounds weird because we hold on the phone all the time, but not for me in my radio show. Anyway, I'm letting go of the awkwardness that's coming up, okay? (laughs) All right, so we're going to get started, and I'm going to go into the amalgamation and just see where the higher selves want to lead us on this one. Wait a minute, I just need to get a little bit to drink. Okay. I want everyone to quiet your minds, take a few deep breaths, just bring yourself into that place of conscious focus of attention. This conscious focus of attention is, as I've said over and over again, your turn on switch. It enables us to activate those divine energies that we all carry that do the healing work. It is not us at the mind level that does it. It is the divine energies that we carry, both at the pure soul essence level, which comes, which carries the totality of the originating source, all that it was, is, and is becoming. And it also carries the true soul essence, that fifth dimensional element, aspect, soul that we carry, that has already moved into the divine will level. And that, that part of ourselves as well has to be activated using that focus of attention. Our higher selves are part of that level. They're within us. 
just as the soul, the true soul is. Not that it's without, it's within. And both the pure soul essence, the true soul essence, including the higher selves, do need to be given permission to move into the free will kingdom and help us with the healing today. So we're focusing our attention on that pure soul essence, on that divine light we carry within, and on the true soul essence. And I'm seeing the divine light moving to expand, moving to encompass the totality of who we are, not only at that true soul essence level, but at the facade soul essence level, encompassing the totality of the mind, body, and soul of us at the human level. It's very powerful, the light. I I love doing the healings on the show because the number of people that are involved, whether it's the the past, present, and future listeners, all add to this incredibly powerful energy field. And it is really intense at the moment. I hope all of you can feel it. The light is becoming brilliant. It is encompassing the totality of all the soul aspects we carry as well on the human level. And it's creating for each of us this gigantic kind of beacon of light. And I, as you know, now see many beacons being created all around the planet with this permission we're giving for the divine within us to be active to be all that it is. And in this way, we're creating an array of light all around the planet, like this beautiful, powerful array of light. It's like we're another sun, in fact. It's so brilliant and so beautiful. And I just want everyone to stand in the center of this light, experience it, imagine it, sense it, Say the words, I am encompassed in my divine light. As we all move into it more and more, the array of light around the planet is not only providing for each and every soul upon the planet, no matter what level, no matter what, how they are expressing, so to the minerals, to the planet itself, the mineral kingdom, the plant kingdom, the animal kingdom, all of the humans uh, and all, it's also providing energy for all the fifth dimensional facade souls because there are fifth dimensionals that aren't listening to the show. They may not be consciously aware because there's many around that are taking part that may not have in consciousness the show, but there are also some that are not taking part and those facade souls are getting the energy also providing the beautiful, brilliant totality of all there is light to souls that are out of body. It's moving out into the human kingdom universe, moving out to encompass the totality of all the planets. Now, maybe not all, but I'm seeing it as the totality of the human kingdom universe, the planet's housing life forms. I see it moving into the higher selves are bringing it into the conglomerate astral. So it's not only help feeding, uh, helping those astral workers that are um, trans, 
forming and neutralizing the astral around our planet, but it's sending it to all the conglomerate astral, allowing it all to be uh, get the help of this incredibly powerful light. I also see, as I, as I do now, um, every time, there is a portion of this light that is provided for the testers and tempters, the Lucifer element, as you all know, and if you haven't listened to that section of my my show, it's sometime in 2016, The Testers and Tempters. It was a series. Please listen because so you can understand that these testers and tempters have our fifth dimensional, carrying the dual soul nature, but they are veiled. Their pure soul essence is veiled. They are not aware they carry it. And so they come in and partake of this divine light that we carry to get the nurturing and the nourishment that they need from the light. So there is always a section for them. They're, they are not playing out their tester and tempter role when this happens because they have this sort of se- separate section. And they drink it in like thirsty man for water. I just see this gulping action that I don't see from the other souls. Many of the other souls could be gulping it in. I don't know. But I see they come in and sort of partake of the piece or the portion that they need, whereas the, um, and they leave, and then another whole bunch comes in. We're talking legions here. But I see the testers and tempters gulping it down. It's just It's as if they can't get enough of it. Of course, they do at some point get all they need, but um, it's a different process. Uh, It's the same process, but it feels more intense to me. Anyway, so we're doing this. We're standing um, joined in one accord. I do want everyone to become aware of the fact that we have been moved into the originating source of all there is. We've become part of the at-oneness there and also the now-ness there. And we are fully, fully um, held in this very, very powerful space, this infinite resource of all the divine energies we never run out we absolutely never run out and by moving into in a conscious way into the originating source we are guaranteed to get all the healing energies everything at the very highest level each of us can tolerate at the moment tomorrow we can tolerate it at a higher frequency level but it is what it is for today and as we move and expand and process and increase our frequency level we will get it in at an even higher rate we always want to work at the highest frequency rate that we can absolutely so this is the guarantee that we are absolutely working at the highest level it also connects us to the totality of all there is every single soul this is the at oneness it's an incredibly powerful energy field the nowness is facilitates our operating within that now space within that neutral space while still having access to all the past nows and the future nows so that the healing also is expanded by moving into the nowness of the originating source because we don't want to just heal one event, one situation, 
one pattern, one lifetime. We want everything to be fodder, everything to be at our fingertips for the healing energy. So all of us have moved into this, okay, this state. The higher selves have activated the rainbow bridge energy, which I've explained many times. It connects us all at the chakra chakra levels to the originating source chakras. It also creates not only the rainbow bridge, but the rainbow bridge creates the platform. That came into place right away. I am speaking of it so that you all are consciously aware. And immediately what I saw on that platform was a wall. It's a very high wall. It is a very um, definitive wall. It is a strong wall. And there's two very clearly defined sides of that wall. And the higher selves are the indication, as you would imagine, is the either-or thing, the right and wrong. Now, of course, the symbolic wall would certainly play into the the, the wall that has come up uh, regarding keeping people out and whether it's a real wall or just a, a law or a whatever, the the separation issue that comes up in politics, whatever politics, there is separation issues everywhere. So this in some ways is a image of separation of either or, and we have either Republican or Democrat. We, we very much in the political governmental kind of thing, we so much live out of that either or situation. So here's this wall, but it's very interesting. I'm seeing us, okay, you guys, you and me, and our attempts to understand we are, there's some of us on both sides and it doesn't make any difference who is on whatever side because what I'm seeing symbolically is that, that we're peeking around the edges of the wall. The wall isn't forever. We can actually walk around it and go to the other side. And here's what we're doing. All of us are peeking around the other side to see, oh, what's over there? And going over there and realizing it isn't so much different as the side we were on. The same concerns, the same problems, the same issues for the most part. Things, The details are a little different, but we're like, oh, and we're kind of educating ourselves. And so the, the higher selves are indicating that this is a very important visual for me to share with you because we are in this process of shifting our perspectives, of being open to higher and higher truth. I mean, there is no the truth, but the higher and higher levels of understanding. And so they're showing us in this symbol the process that we're going through. We are all, perhaps since 1992, which is when this this particular thing is that um, Joan uh, brought through, uh, we have been, we've, because of the evolutionary thrust and many other reasons, we are now much more open to exploring other perceptions, other prospects, other perspectives, other ways of thinking and dealing with the goal being to understand and to accept one another, not to shut out one another, not to condemn one another. 
or blame one another or target one another. And so they are showing me in a way which I wasn't expecting at all because that's not what normally comes up in a healing, but they're showing us our progress. It's very profound and exciting. So while we're all kind of doing this exploring and there's much more conversations with one another on both sides, not just with individuals on the other side, but the more conversation, the more understanding, the more bonds are created, the more, the less the wall. Okay, so what's happening now? And I want all of us to let go of our perceptions, our belief systems, whatever they are, whatever comes up for you in this moment, whether it's government related or politician related or any kind of relations, physically, financially, any kind of belief systems that you carry. Maybe you're someone like this new friend I've made where she tends to see, interpret things in the in a very negative way where somebody is doing something to her or something to other people. It's not just to her. Somebody is doing something that's going to hurt others that isn't right and all of that. Whether it's that kind of thing, whatever your belief system is, I want you to let it go. I want you to let it go because what I'm seeing as there's more and more conversation going on around this wall, what I'm seeing is the wall is beginning to get less and less Less and less. It's the solidity of it is changing already. It's very exciting. So I want the divine light to come in, the divine light of understanding, the divine light of love, higher heart consciousness moving in to help us love ourselves properly and love each other properly. Divine forgiveness, divine acceptance. Forgiveness of ourselves and others, acceptance of ourselves and others. Oh my gosh! So it's starting. These, it's starting at least on this symbol. It's starting with us, guys. This is where the healing is going. Is the wall between us and the higher selves? I think. Gosh, I don't know if it's something that's coming up in the future. But they talk about shadows. So if you haven't heard me talk about shadows, it might be one of the future things I'm doing. Um, we create shadows between ourselves. So the first healing, guys, is to help us connect and love and accept ourselves and each other so that there are no shadows. Because when we bring shadows between us because we are blaming or we are being blamed or we are feeling less than or putting, you know, creating gods from whatever, putting somebody on a pedestal or making them the authority in our life. Whenever we have that, guys, we aren't operating out of our own authority, uh, you know, owning all that we are. And so the healing here is starting first with us. I mean, who knew? Who knew? And as the healing goes on, and I want everybody to relate, you won't, I'm not going over the whole shadow thing again, but as you release, I want you to just release all the toxins of the mind, all the emotional blueprints that would contain um, issues or uh, emotions or responses or belief systems that have to do with creating walls between each of us. We all have friends and family members. I don't know that they're all fifth dimensional, but my chances chances are many of them are, but there are walls 
There are disconnects. We don't talk to or see others often. Now, whether they're fifth dimensional or not, it doesn't matter. But the more we work on this pattern within ourselves, we're going to be connecting more and more with other fifth dimensionals that we are going to be doing the big mission on this planet. <laughs> we'll, we won't have so many shadows and device divisions and divisiveness between us because in to connect, there's so much more power, so much more ability, and we can help each other, help ourselves and others. So we want to be joined in one accord, and the shadows keep that accord from happening. So I want everyone to release anything and everything that keeps us separate, all the separation, all the possible walls, the fears, the misinterpretations, the misunderstandings we've picked up at that facade level over eons of time, anything that pulls us off the neutrality, anything that triggers our emotional patterns. Where do we get most stuck? Do we have anger issues that come up over and over again? Do we have guilt issues? Do we have uh, self-sacrifice issues? Do we have uh, uh, pain and suffering, sorrow? Uh, do we have physical issues, physical pain? What is What comes up? What tends to repeat? Let's let go of all of that. See it coming out of the top of your heads. If you want to use the water analogy, use the water analogy. If you want to use the dark smoke analogy, use that. I've seen many, many different types of symbols for this. Use whatever you can do you want to or don't even use a symbol. Just say, I release that pain. Good riddance. I release that anxiety, that fear, that suffering. I release the grief, the sadness, the sorrow, the despair, whatever you might feel, the depression, whatever comes up. And then all the misunderstandings attached to it and all of the blame, either of ourselves or others, all the targeting, release all of that too. Just let's get rid of that crummy stuff. And I'm seeing this wall really, you guys are doing a great job. The wall is really being reduced. It's only about a third of its size and it's almost like cheese. You know, it's just... Actually, it's not a third of its size, but the more solid part is a third of the size. It's probably about two-thirds of the size, but the the third that um, isn't still solid is very, very soft-looking. It is not, and we can actually, we're beginning to be able to look over the wall at each other and realize, oh, they have kids. Oh, they've got a family just like we do. Oh, my gosh. They have their own concerns. It's hard to raise kids. It's you know, challenging to do all that we need to do there, you know, and this is the kind of thing that comes when you see so and understand. And so I want to call in divine clarity of vision and expanded perception, a divine vision, divine hearing to enable us to be the listener that we really need to be, the support, the, uh, the validator, because if someone comes to us, even if we don't agree with their perspective or their viewpoint or their belief system, it's valid for them. And so we want to be the divine validator, and that is really powerful. The divine validator or the divine validation energy, however you want to speak it, is really helping because that's where empathy comes 
comes into play. We understand that their viewpoint, even if we don't agree with it, is completely valid for them. And therefore, we can be empathetic. We may not agree for whatever reason, but we can be empathetic. So I want the divine validator to come in, validation energy. I literally have never seen this or used this energy before, and it is helping to trigger a lot of the misunderstandings we carry where we say, well, I just don't get why so-and-so could ever, ever think this or do this. Um, what, I, when we're totally floored by someone's actions or behavior, we can't, we just don't, because we don't have any of that experience in this life. Or at the mind level, we are sort of clueless in the sense that we've never experienced whatever cause that other person or people to do something and we're clueless about our own journey let alone somebody else's so sometimes we just we can't we find it so difficult to be accepting of somebody else's behavior when we have no idea how anyone could do such a thing so i want all of that disbelief to be let go. And the reason we let go of all of those kind of disbeliefs is it holds us prisoner and it makes it very difficult for us to understand that that person has done it because there are some very seriously difficult, horrific, whatever situations and conditions that have happened in that person's journey that we have no clue about and that their soul in this life is making choices based on those horrific things that we have no idea about. And it's not about condemning that person as bad or evil or ridiculous or stupid or whatever we might attach. It's about trying to understand that we can help that person. And the first step is to understand we don't understand everything, but, the, but to let go of our judgments, our disbeliefs, our misunderstandings, and to bring in the divine expansion and perceptions that helicopter viewpoint guys where we know the journey is different for all of us and that every soul is every human soul is at a different level of understanding some just have not moved yet into higher levels of understanding they haven't gotten there yet in their human journey and they're still playing out much of the animal nature and I've talked about that on shows, and I'm not going to repeat it. You can go back and learn about the animal nature and some other show. But in any case, we want to let go of all that disbelief because we can't help when we're holding on to the disbelief and judging and attaching, judging and attaching. We want to let it go, let it go and understand just like we have an event that's triggered off our emotional blueprints Every other person has the same thing happening to them in their own way related to their own journey. So, oh, my gosh, divine validation. And this is helping us let go of those disbeliefs. It's helping to bring in the understanding and the energy of validating ourselves because we judge ourselves too just as much, if not more, and also to help us release the judgments we cannot understand but, but let go of the judgment and the blame 
and the attack and the targeting. So we don't have to understand everything. That's not what this is about. Just to understand that this is happening. The example the higher selves gave in this current session that I read, they said to shift the perspective to the idea that something has triggered my emotion, my button, and that emotion and that button and that blueprint comes from all my past lives related to this event. Just become aware. I don't know what it was, but something long ago created that button, that blueprint that is now being triggered. It's not related. Oops, I dropped my phone. It's not related to this lifetime. So let's call in again that divine validation. We don't need to understand, but we need to validate ourselves and others. And it's really helping. It's just kind of dissolving so much of the wall, just dissolving, dissolving, dissolving. It's just sort of flaking away, and it's now down to a very small part of the wall that's still kind of solidified. Um, And it's almost like in an arc. It's not straight across, which is how I saw the wall. And that's because at the sides, there's a lot of sort of the side part has started, has completely dissolved. So it's just kind of an arcy kind of thing. I want to just see what the last piece of this is. I've got 20 more minutes, so... Okay, the higher self are indicating that this is this is difficult because it is our anchor of this reality that we're in. The reality for all of us is changing massively and will continue to change at a faster and faster rate. And what we tend to do is we tend to anchor in our reality because we're used to it. We've, it's familiar to us. It feels safe. It feels like home. It's a security point. And this kind of anchoring um, is it's different in many, it, for every individual, whatever their reality is. But just talking about it, I'm watching the reality start, the symbolic reality start to dissolve. So I want everyone to release the fear of the future, the fear of the blank spots, the fear of change, the fear of new reality the confusions, the misunderstanding of what's going on, the, um, the need to, to anchor. It, this creates a resistance for all of us. And I know I'm speaking for probably every single one of you. Nobody wants to resist. We all want to move forward as fast as we can. But the resistance comes not at the mind level. It comes at the soul level. So we all have that ridiculous resistance that we don't want and I want everyone just to release those anchors that resistance and actually this arcing thing is actually penetrating into the ground I'm seeing that it's penetrating into the ground so these anchors are pretty solid I want us all to pour symbolically light onto this remaining portion and have that light penetrate into the ground and begin to dissolve the anchoring process. It's almost like the roots of this, of our reality are really deep. The reality has been built and developed and we have moved 
over eons of time, our realities have changed, but slowly, slowly, as we move through time, and there's several anchors that are been there for eons of time. So, you know, the anchor that we are going to age and die, that's an anchor right there. Let's everybody send energy into that. Whatever very, very deep personal self-identities you have would be anchors. Um, Deep, deep belief systems would be anchors, that kind of thing. And I want you, whatever they may be, I want you all to send that light, as much light as you can in. And what I'm watching is I am watching that curved part of the wall that's above the ground. It's really almost fully dissolved. There's just one little piece. I do see the light moving into the symbolic roots, those anchors. And the higher south they're indicating that there is a lot of work done. They want me to put in divine acclamation because we have moved a lot of stuff, even though it's been very general and it hasn't been that long of time, there has been a lot moved. And they want to indicate that this is a, um, in this case, we were doing the healing, as I said, on the fifth dimensionals. We, I don't think we've ever done that. But we're moving to that time more and more. It's speeding up and coming closer and closer, and we're actually already doing it. Where we're, you know, moving more and more definitively into the divine mission, the divine destinies that we've all chosen for ourselves. And so it is very important that we are aware and that we are able to work together. It is a big job, as I said. One, we become well-equipped to handle. There's no fear here. If you feel fear, please let it go. We can all do it. We can all move into that complete sense of owning our own authority, our own power, our own knowledge, our own abilities, and being all that we can, can be the purity and perfection of who we are. Okay. Very interesting. The the healing really was for all of us on this planet. The higher selves are indicating that the energies were utilized on other planetary systems that were in a, that were in a similar situation. They also are indicating that it moved and did energy work in the astral related to the issues that we were working on. So even though I didn't say everything, the there was a lot of work going on, which is great. Now, the higher selves are, in fact, moving to encompass each and every person in their own personal healing circle. It, it, I see it kind of like a bubble of white energy, very large bubble. This means you have your own personal healing circle. You are already creating the healing circle energy, and now this is bringing to your consciousness that you carry the healing circle with you. It's going to help you acclimate to the healing, the releasing, and all the the energetics you've shifted. It's going to also help you um, continue to do healing. Anytime you think you want to, you know, you can throw anything into your own healing circle. You can even throw situations and conditions that you're not directly involved with 
that's fine too. This is healing circle energy. It is for you to use as you wish. They are also putting energy around the totality of the planet. So in some way, we're all being encompassed in a bigger kind of healing circle, a bigger kind of cocoon, because there are so many of us on the planet working now. The um, the image on the platform has disappeared. The process has been one that was very successful. We may not have gotten every bit of the residue, I, I don't think. It would have perhaps been weird to get every single piece, but enough has been gotten for today, and they are indicating in the future they will also do another healing on the fifth dimensionals in facade form because we are here as volunteers, and they are here also to help us with our mission. We're not alone. Again, we come well-equipped with our own higher selves, not some external thing, some external authorities. This is internal who we are internally. And they join in one accord and they work with us as the conglomerate higher selves. And so we are getting a lot of help too from our, you know, conglom- in a conglomerate sense for ourselves to help us move along uh, and process and prepare for the taking bigger and bigger steps into that mission pattern. It's really very exciting. And with that, the healing is over and I'm actually can't believe I got this done without any major thing. Um, I never got anything from Mar- uh, from Robin, which is great. Um, and I do want to say that I have no access to a printer. So that's why I did one of the prior sessions today. I've prepared the next show that's new, but there's been a lot of there's been there was a very tragic and very unexpected um, death with a friend that I was staying with um, on Saturday, and that situation has been fairly um, chaotic. It's moving into more um, it's moving through the chaos into sort of organized chaos. I did move into another friend's home. And um, she doesn't have any cell reception. So that's what's so weird. Here I am on the phone. <laughs> no cell reception at all. It's like three miles up a mountain. No, Neither friend has a printer, and neither does the neighboring town. I have to drive to um, – I mean, not, neither does the town I'm in because it's so small. It's very rural. I have to drive a ways to go in, and there's been so much rain that they've been closing down the road that I'm on because it's been washed out and they have to fix it. So I've been in a situation where I could not have access to a printer and I don't even believe the neighboring town has any kind of kinkos or anything. It's very, very small. I'm I'm pretty sure I have to drive into another state to the neighboring town or maybe pretty sure. So it's, it's a deal. So, uh, my friend who was going to get her printer fixed because she needed it too, that's the friend that had the, her brother died. So it's a very tragic, completely unexpected accident in a tractor. Anyway, it's, I don't want to go into it because it's moving along. I've done a lot of work on it with a higher self, but there's been just various parts to this whole process that I haven't been able to 
do the new show for you. But these old shows are really good and important too, guys. You know they're significant. The information is always great. Um, And so I might have to do the repeat next week. We'll see how it goes. Maybe they'll have the work done, uh, finished on the road. (laughs) You can get down, but you have to sit and wait sometimes for an hour because they're putting in new culverts and it's a dirt road. Um, They're doing a lot of repair because the road was washed out in several places. So you can get down, but you wait and you never know what the scoop is going to be. So I'm fine as long as you guys are fine and just understand that this is life in life in the rural areas of Vermont. So anyway, I love you all. The show has been great. Thank you for listening. I really appreciate you too, Robin, for being on so you can help me get through this without constant concern. I'm talking for an hour or two and nobody can hear me. (laughs) That was sort of very odd uh, when it happened a couple times before, as you know. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And I was going to do a healing on somebody else, but I can't do that either because I can't print out there. Anyway, I can't print out any of that. So we'll see what happens. Meanwhile, have a wonderful week. It's The days are beginning to get shorter now, starting today. Well, today I think is the longest day. And I always notice because I love the long days personally, and I always notice when it shifts. But it's still a lot of summer to go, so I wish everyone a ton of great summer days. And I love you all, and I'll be talking next week. And good luck with this process. Give it a try. Those emotional blueprints gone and move more and more into that proper self-love and owning who you are, all that authority that you are. Not because we're elite or any more special than anyone else. I have to repeat that. But just simply because we are here, we volunteered. We've been around a little longer. That's all. All right, guys. I love you. Until next week. Okay. Thank you for listening to Janet Richmond and the Higher Self Voice. Visit Janet's website at JanetRichmond.com to view all of her upcoming events or to buy her book, Choices. Neutralizing your negative thoughts and emotional blueprints.